We are not brand new Apple Mac computers who can run at 100% all day, every day with zero crashes. We are human brains that have a certain amount of energy that needs to be replenished. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker Podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo jumbo I'd heard so much about and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life Now, I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, sweet, beautiful friends? We are here. It's been a minute since I've said that, let me tell you, because we've been moving and this is our first episode from the brand new apartment. Woo-hoo! I'm so happy. If you are watching on YouTube, you are seeing the new office, which to you is just a white chair and a blank wall. It's going to get more exciting in here. Um, but One of the things that I just, I absolutely adore is from where I'm sitting right now at my desk, I have a view of a lake just there and it's beautiful and I'm just unbelievably overjoyed. We both said, Brett and I both said that this has been seamless. It's been very, very seamless. It's been an easy move. Um, and it's just now kind of getting everything together. Uh, I have more to say that later in the How I Was a Perfectionist This Week section, unsurprisingly. But for the most part, this has just been the most easy move. And I can't wait to give you all a little tour of the new office. We'll get there eventually. But um, right before we left for a nice little, or at least for me, a nice little break for you guys, you've been hearing me every week, um, I did a submission poll on my email list asking people to submit topics to the Life Coach Baker podcast. What did you guys want to hear? What are you guys struggling with? What can I talk on? And I mean, first and foremost, you guys came out of the woodwork and showed up. The amount of responses we got was absolutely amazing. Um, It was just, it was such a blast to read through those. And the really cool thing that I noticed was that without a doubt, this is the most popular topic that was submitted. Some form of how the flippin' fuck do I rest without feeling guilty? Um, in fact, the word guilt actually showed up quite a bit on the submissions. And so we're going to probably dive into that more in a subsequent episode. But for now, I really want to talk about resting why we feel resting and guilt together. How can we overcome that? And I have it broken down to about five steps. You know me, I like a good number five. Um, 
So we're going to really just dive into all of that today. And naturally, the first submission topic that we do is going to be the one that was most highly submitted. So get ready, dive in. Here we go. Before we do the full deep dive into guilt and rest, though, I do want to give some quick little programming reminders. Um, the Empowered Entrepreneur, which is a live full day virtual event that I am hosting with three other amazing, amazing women. Tickets are now on sale. And if you are listening to this the day they come out, the tickets are still on pre-sale. Hooray, go and get them because they're only on pre-sale for the Tuesday of the week that this comes out. After Wednesday, they go up to full price, which means for some they double, for some they go $200 more. So it is one of the most creatively fulfilling things I have done in so long is putting together this event. Not because I love flashing my stuff and love learning and love learning from others, but because the absolute mission-driven women that I am working with has just been, it's been such a treat. It's been absolutely amazing. Really quickly, what the heck is this? This is a full live day, virtual live day, full day live, there you go, uh, virtual event for new and intermediate entrepreneurs who feel like they're overwhelmed. They don't know the clarity behind running a business and they feel like they're just flailing and it's working, question mark, question mark, but you're not getting to the level of business that you want to be at. Um, We have all been there. We have all started very successful businesses. We've collectively been in business together for 15 years. We've helped thousands of women. And we're really excited to bring you this full day event where we're going over mindset and productivity. Gee, I wonder who's doing that. It's me. Um, We're going over sales, how to get sales, how to convert people into customers, but without the ickiness that we associate a lot of times with sales. We're going to dive all into the mindset behind sales and how to really tap into the confidence that sales is able to provide for you. Amber is going to be doing that. She's amazing. Uh, Wendy is going to be touching on email marketing and diving into what you can do to build your email list, how you can nurture your email list in a way that is not overwhelming or not a whole other thing that you need to add onto your plate. She's also going to talk about how to convert your email list people into customers. A lot of times we have email lists and it's great to have a big one, but unless you're converting people into customers, selling them and making them, giving them that transformational offer that you have to offer, you do. If you are a business owner, you are giving a transformation. And if you are able to get those people into um, into the sales seat, it is astronomically high. The ratio of um, sales in email marketing. I think I saw it's 3,600% ROI. Yeah, that's right. 3,600% ROI through email marketing. I don't know if that sounds pretty dope. So Wendy's going to teach you how to do that. And then last but not least, Sabrina is going to be diving into systems. So when I first heard about systems, when I was a wee, a wee entrepreneur, I was like, A, what the fuck is that? I have no idea what that is. And B, uh, I don't need it. I'm just winging it. I'm just learning as I go, yada, yada, yada. Inside, I was screaming. 
But what Sabrina does is she's all about how can we get automation? How can we get the absolute best experience for your customers so they keep coming back? It is so astronomically important to have client retention, client referrals, customer retention, customer referrals. And systems is really the way you do that. And so she's going to dive into what are some common misconceptions behind systems? How can you set up systems for you right now in your business that allow you to take time off? <clears throat> that allow you to take time off. I'm going to say it again. That allow you to take time off. A lot of business owners do not get into business to work 24-7. And in fact, Sabrina is morally against that. You heard her last week on that podcast talk about it. It's, it is in her like mission of her business to help you step away and still have your business run smoothly. So those are four different talks that you're going to get at this full, full day event. And it's just, it's going to be jam-packed. We have sponsors who are doing incredible giveaways. We have Flowdesk, who is my email marketing platform. I love them. I screamed and cried tears of joy when we heard that we got them as a sponsor. They're also giving a full year away um, for their email marketing platform, which is like a $500 value. Uh, we have Dubsado, which is a major, major, major platform in the coaching space. Um, and it's for any online businesses. It's not just for coaching. We also have Olive in June. If you are a living, breathing person on Instagram, you've probably seen their ads. There are these nail kits that you get from home and you get to do your nails up all nice and pretty. And I have been obsessed with them and they are a sponsor. They're giving away a free nail kit. And we also have Waro Jewelry, which is this incredible jewelry jewelrist, jewelry maker, jewelry maker from Austin who uses, is all about sustainable materials. She makes uh, lightweight statement earrings out of clay. They're stunning. I am obsessed with them. She's giving away three pairs of earrings. I'm freaking out. So um, you also get in a raffle when you join the Empowered Entrepreneur and you get to figure out which one of those prizes you're going to win. We also have a donation of all ticket proceeds are going to Women. It was deeply important to us to give back in a way um, where we are giving a proceed, a donation of proceeds to the Women Foundation, which is a foundation that funds women businesses. Hooray! We love them. So... So much, so much, so much information. You can go to the link in the show notes to learn more about it, to save your ticket. Again, if you are signing up the day that this is live, which is Tuesday, congratulations, you get pre-sale pricing. But if not, it is still extremely affordable. It was deeply important to us to make it so that both general admission and VIP tickets were as affordable as possible. And by the way, we do have a payment plan option available for VIP. If you want to do VIP, but you can't pay it all up front, that's totally fine. Again, we wanted to make it so that the financial commitment was not even a question. So go to the link in the show notes, or you can go to my Instagram bio. The link is there as well. Um, to learn more, see about the event, see how much we're pouring into this. You are, it's extremely, extremely valuable, and we're really excited. So new and intermediate business owners, get in it. Save yourself so much time. Save yourself so much energy. Save yourself so many nights crying in the bathtub to your mom on the phone, just wondering why the heck your business is just not working. Uh, I'm just not speaking from experience whatsoever. Not at all. 
<laughs> but we're really, really, really excited for this event. So let's dive into the meat today behind rest and guilt. First and foremost, I want to talk about why we tend to feel guilty when we're resting. And there's a myriad of different reasons. There can be so, so, so many. The main ones that I've seen come up in myself, in my clients, has been from this idea that I should be doing more. I should be working. I should be getting further ahead. I'm going to fall behind. Um, other people, oh God, I hear this one so much, both in my head, not so much anymore. I used to hear this one a lot in my head, um, but also a lot with my clients. A lot of times when we're resting, what are we doing? We're scrolling through social media, which I'm sorry, is not resting. We'll talk about that more, but it's not. It's not resting. Resting is not scrolling through social media. Oh my God, resting is not scrolling through social media. Please freaking stop. <laughs> but a lot of the times when we slow down, we reach for our phone. When we reach for our phone, we tend to scroll through social media or scroll through our email. And what are we seeing? We're seeing a bunch of people doing a bunch of things. So we see them doing things and our brain says, well, uh, you should be doing stuff like them. We tend as base human instinct, we tend to want to run with the pack. If we're scrolling through social media and see a bunch of people, a bunch of the pack doing a bunch of different things, getting quote unquote further ahead, having quote unquote success. It's going to tell us in our brain, you're not enough. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And a lot of time that leads to guilt. It leads to frustration. It leads to anger. It leads to imposter syndrome, which then makes us feel guilty for resting because if we're feeling like an imposter, we should be working harder. This is a really common phenomenon among perfectionists, among business owners, among parents, among living, breathing people in this entire space. If you have a goal or a passion, odds are when you're resting, you're thinking, well, I could be working on that. If you have a to-do list, if you're resting, you could say, well, I could be more productive doing my to-do list. And I want to talk about that for a second. We're going to talk about it more later, but the word productive for some reason has just glossed over resting. A lot of people hear the word productive and resting is not the first thing we think of. But I cannot stress the importance of resting as a productive action. If you are never resting, if you're always go, go, going, I used to hit my head on the pillow at night, absolutely drained. And I would feel proud of it. I would feel freaking awesome about it. Yes, go me. I gave it my all today. I have nothing left to give. And guess what? I'd sleep and I would not totally refill that cup. It would be at about 50%. But then I'd go, 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 go. But I'd burn out a lot faster. But then I'd say to myself, well, yesterday it worked. So it should work again today. So keep going, keep going. You're not tired. You're just, you're just giving yourself excuses. Wow. This was such a huge part of my life. I'm really realizing how much. Um, and if we're just keeping on with draining ourselves, draining ourselves, draining ourselves every single day, Eventually we get sick. Eventually, and I'm not talking like sick, like I'm talking sick, like down for the count. Like I've heard of people 
who um, actually there's a great book called Laziness Does Not Exist that is just packed with these examples of people who push themselves and push themselves and push themselves and never rest and never slow down and never stop. And then they get hit with some like altering internal disease. And I don't know the correct way to phrase that. So I apologize, but some kind of internal disease where they're like, I have to literally live in bed for six months. It's your body saying you motherfucker. I could have been resting in little increments of a few hours for years and years and years, but no. So now I'm going to make up for it all right now. And me, I've also heard from people. Um, in fact, I was, I was just talking with a client about this a few weeks ago who, when they get sick, they get excited because, oh my God, I can spend the whole day in bed. And I know my client is probably listening to this podcast. You are not alone. I've heard this from many other people. I've heard this in my own head. Um, many, many years ago, I remember in school back in college, if I got sick, I was almost like, oh my God, can I, can I sit down? Can I, can I sit down and, and rest? And I don't have to, I don't have to be on my feet. I don't have to, you know, be in the practice rooms for 45 hours a day or whatever. And it was almost this relief. And I think back to this. And I even said this to my client. I was like, I want you to say that again. And she was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) And a lot of us are in this way. We are almost relieved when we're sick or when we have a headache or when um, we have achy muscles and we need to take a bath with Epsom salts or stuff like that. And it's like, oh my gosh, yes, now I can slow down. Now I have a reason to slow down. So I'm not lazy, but I can slow down. So there's a myriad of different reasons why we feel guilty when we're resting. But here are five different ways that we can reframe it, that we can change the narrative, because I'm here to tell you, your resting time is not only vital to your human existence, it's not only vital to your productivity, it's not only vital to your mindset and your overall fulfillment of life, it is literally important so you can keep living and breathing. And I can't think of anything more fucking productive. (laughs) Not to mention that when we're resting, we can have fun. And I'm going to talk about that more in a second, but like resting does not have to be this punishment or this like lasso slowing you down. Resting can be something you're looking forward to. You enjoy, you absolutely have a blast doing just like you have a blast doing everything else. It is so important for giving us perspective. And oh my God, I'm getting so ahead of myself because I'm just, I'm so passionate about this topic. Let's dive into number one. And by the way, these are not like do one of these five. I would strongly recommend that these are in this order for a reason, by the way. Start adding these as you go, but all of these five get to work in tandem together. All right, back to number one. Identify where the guilt is coming from. 
if we don't know what the root cause of things are, if, if, think about it this way. If I go out into a garden and it is loaded with weeds, there are weeds sprouting out of every single hoo-ha crevice that there can possibly be in this garden. And I go in and I just snip off the tops of every single one of those weeds. They're going to keep growing. They're going to continue to take over and go into every little hoo-ha crevice of the garden. It will continue creating more. So instead, if I go into that same garden and I look at one of the weeds and I rip it out from the root, it will not grow back. I'm not expecting you to sit down in a five-minute journal session and figure out where the root of your guilt is coming from. This is not something that comes off top hand, off hand, off hand. Instead, I really encourage you to sit with this question. Why do I feel guilty when I'm resting? And then your first answer, maybe say, and why is that? And really keep asking yourself why, 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 why? So maybe if it's, why do I feel guilty when I'm resting? Well, I feel like I could be doing other things. Why do I feel like I need to be doing other things? Well, because if I am working, then that means that I am a worthy person in the society. Why are you a worthy person in society if you're working? Well, because I was taught and I was praised growing up for working really hard. And when I was working really hard, then I got attention and love from my parents. Oh, okay. So resting means that you are not getting love from your parents. Do you see where I got that? By the way, yes, this was my exact, exact conversation that I had with myself. And that is the exact reason. Nothing against my parents. They are absolutely delightful people. I love them to the ends of the earth, but I grew up in a personal development family. We were praised all the time for accomplishments. This was no different. So when I rested, I'd say, well, I'm not accomplishing anything. I'm falling behind. I'm not going to be keep on getting ahead. I'm not going to keep getting love from the people who I crave it from the most on this earth. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense why that guilt was there. So I want you to ask yourself, and again, keep asking, why, 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 and why is that, and why is that? It's on average, if we're getting really into the neuroscience behind it, it's on average about a seven whys until you get to the root cause of it. On average, it could be more, it could be less, but on average about seven whys before we finally get to the root cause of it. Do not stop at the first one because that's the surface level one. That's the top of the weeds. We want to get to the root of it. So identify where is this guilt coming from? Why do I feel guilty when I'm resting? Number two, urgency. A lot of the reason why we are struggling to rest is because we think about our to-do list or our schedule. And our schedule and our to-do list has a lot of urgency attached to it. Urgency in this way of like, oh my God, what you you need to text that person right now. I hear this a lot and um, it was scary, spooky, how Kelsey called this out in the um, Enneagram episode. Um, if I slow down, again, less so now, this is, this is um, more so old perfectionism, Nicole. If I slow down for even a second, I would start thinking about the people who I need to be contacting. 
oh my gosh, you haven't reached out to this person in how long? Oh, you have to do it now. You should have done it yesterday. Go now, now, now. And it's like this urgency of like, oh my God, you're right, you're right, you're right. And suddenly my resting time is just me filling it with a bunch of quote unquote urgent tasks. I was talking about this with a client the other day where when we're going through our day, we have these ideas, these creative ones, these, oh my God, I need to do X, Y, and Z for the government ones. (laughs) And we just have these moments of like, oh, I need to do that. Oh, I need to do that. And when we have that, oh, I need to do that. We have a burst of urgency that comes with it. And when we have that burst of urgency and we drop everything and run to that, we are telling our brain that that urgency is basically what we're living off of. That urgency is importance and you are following what is important. And when we do that enough and we slow down and rest, our brain is just going to say, okay, here's the floodgates of all the incredibly urgent things. Now, here's what I like to think about when it comes to urgency. An urgent task is never an urgent task. I'll I'll say 99.999999% of the time, it is not an urgent task. We get so bogged down by those little things that come up in our brain that say, you need to do this. And we go completely cats on hyperactive holt out catnip, urgent chickens with our head cut off in order to try to fulfill it. If we live our life entirely off of those urgent impulses and we decide suddenly, no, I'm not going to do them, it's going to build up and fester. So I like to think of our to-do list as none of this is urgent. And I literally actually say that to myself um, when I'm like writing things down on my to-do list and that urgency bubble comes up. I say, None of this is urgent. Nothing is so urgent that I have to drop everything. Nothing is so urgent that my rest cannot take a priority. Write that shit down. Nothing is so urgent that my rest cannot take a priority. Your rest gets to be important. Please stop dropping it for the quote unquote urgent things that pop into your mind that are actually not that urgent. Um, If you're a person who tends to go through your day, and you, this is kind of a side note, but if you're a person who tends to go through their day and you think about, oh my gosh, I need to do this thing, go ahead and put it on a separate, maybe a little notepad or something off to your side, write it down and just have a running list of those quote unquote urgent things that pop off during the day. Because what's going to happen is you'll get to the end of your day and you'll reread that list and be like, oh, <laughs> like this can wait a few months. This can wait a week. I don't need to do this right now. This will take two seconds. I can get that done really quickly. Do you see what I mean? Nothing is as urgent as our brain thinks it is. In fact, if you really want to go above and beyond with it, take that list at the end of the day and rate each item on a scale of one to five. Five is, holy God, this is urgent. You do need to do this as soon as possible. One is, brain, we can wait. We can wait a minute. So, and obviously anything in between. Number three, working on changing your focus. What we focus on, we create more of. So if we are focusing on all the things we have not done that day, 
when we're sitting down to rest in the evening, of course, we're going to be stressed. Of course, we're going to feel guilty. Of course, we're going to be beating ourselves up left and right and saying, you like lazy piece of shit, you haven't done anything today. Again, we're focusing on all the things we haven't done instead of focusing on the things that we have. I have my reticular activating system in my head. For those of you who are new to the Life Coach Baker podcast, welcome. The reticular activating system is this filter in front of your brain that is taking in roughly 80 million bits of information at any given moment. The blood pumping through my left ear, my earring keeping on hitting my headphones and probably causing a horrible audio. Sorry, guys. Um, the lake and the person paddle boarding across the lake right now, because that's literally what I'm looking at. Um, and so on and so forth. We're taking in 80 million bits of information. And if we were consciously aware of all those things, we'd be on the floor in the fetal position. We'd be literally losing our gourds every second of the day. So we have this beautiful thing card, the card called the reticular activating system, which filters out the shit that doesn't matter. It filters out the things you don't need to focus on, but it filters in the things we've told our RAS are important to us, AKA the things we focus on a lot. If I focus on all the things I haven't done My RAS is going to be like, great, here's a neon sign to all the things you haven't done. And by the way, these are things that are um, today. These are things that are 20 years from now that you still haven't done yet. And these are all your dreams you haven't accomplished yet, even though you've been working on them for a day. Our RAS is going to show us all the reasons we're not enough. All the reasons we should feel guilty for resting because we could be doing that. But if instead I said to my RAS, I'd love to see all the things I've done. I'd love to see all the things I've done today. I'd love to see all the things I've done in my life and feel grateful for them. Our RAS shifts over time. Yes, it doesn't shift overnight, but it shifts over time to show you, hey, here's all the things you did do today. And eventually that will shift when you're resting to a state of calm a state of peace, of gratitude, of release. I'm going to say it again, of peace, because I cannot stress the peace enough. And when we're resting, peace is pretty awesome. It's pretty important. So here are two exercises that you can use to start shifting your focus from what what you haven't accomplished yet to what you have I highly recommend doing both of them, please. Number one, list three things that you're grateful for and three things you did do that day. So this is at the end of the night. Um, I I usually keep like a little notepad. I don't so much anymore because my sweet RAS is doing it for me. But when I was really trying to train my RAS to do this, I kept a notepad at the side, side table of my bed. And every night I'd write down three things I did do that day. By the way, it was never three. It was like 50. Like <laughs> It was never three, but it just got my brain to go in to start thinking about all the things I did do that day. And then below it, I say, what are three things I'm grateful for? So now what this looks like is I naturally already think about all the things I did do that day. That's just kind of become a habit and it feels so good. But then my fiance and I, 
have a ritual called appreciations. And every night at 8.55, I believe is when his alarm goes off to remind us, we list off five things we're grateful for and one dream we're excited to accomplish. Note that word choice. One dream we're excited to accomplish. Not one dream we haven't accomplished yet. One dream we're excited to accomplish. Five things we're grateful for. One dream we're excited to accomplish. I really strongly recommend starting with the three things you did do that day and three things you're grateful for. So that's the first exercise. The second is identify where that guilt lives or maybe if it's even stress, or maybe it's that urgency we talked about a minute ago. But when you're resting that, oh, you shouldn't be doing this right now, person, that voice, where does it live in your body? Because it lives somewhere. It's not just a little smoke and ethereal smoke that lives in your body every which way. It tends to clench or tighten or strain in one particular area. So let's say, for example, it's my gut. If I notice, okay, when I am resting and I, oh my gosh, I need to be doing something. Actually, that's totally where it lives. Now that I feel it, that's absolutely where mine lives. Um, is in my gut. I can tell my reticular activating system, hey, not only look out for this pattern of emotion, this pattern of thought, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, but look out for this pang in my gut. The more and more and more we can give that reticular activating system a neon sign to say, whoa, that, that feeling, we're trying to change that. Okay. Um, that feeling is going off, Nicole. What do you want to do? And when I have that awareness of, wow, okay, I am feeling guilty when I'm resting. And by the way, the awareness part's important because probably right now you're not consciously aware that you're falling into this pattern or you're not consciously aware that you're doing this every time you rest. Yeah, you might feel like shit afterward, but your brain has a habit of going into this seamlessly. We want to change that by igniting the RAS to start noticing it so that it can say, whoa, you with the hand, stop on the gut, stop it right now. <laughs> like, And instead, so this is step two to the exercise, have a mantra, have some kind of word or phrase reminding you to shift your focus into what really matters, resting. So for example, mine for the longest time and still, still sometimes use it is don't know don't need to know. Because I would always think about, oh my gosh, you should be doing this. Oh my gosh, you should be doing that. Oh my gosh, Nicole, like, what are you doing? You, you, you have so many things you want to accomplish. Go, 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 go. And so I would say, don't know, don't need to know. To me, that was just the ultimate release. I don't need to know what I need to do right now. I don't need to do anything right now except for rest. So for me, that was, by the way, I got that from a meditation by Jeff Warren, who is my favorite meditation, guided meditation guy. He's amazing. Jeff Warren, W-A-R-R-E-N. But you can also say words like release or that's not important right now. <laughs> I've even had people say, suck it. <laughs> like, and I, I think it's funny. Anything that will, in your own words, shift your focus away from oh my God, stress, oh my God, urgency, oh my God, guilt, to, that's right, I get 
to feel restful. I get to do this. This is not something I earn. This is something I get to do for my life. Cool. So mantra. Again, both of those exercises. Writing things that you uh, want to do every night, or excuse me, writing things that you have done every day, uh, three things, and then writing three things you're grateful for, as well as identifying where that lives in your body and coming up with some kind of mantra or phrase that will shift that focus back. We create more of what we focus on, create more of peace, create more of joy. Tell that reticular activating system, I'm done feeling guilty. Let me feel peaceful. And guess what? It's going to start showing you reasons to feel peaceful. It's pretty damn cool. Number four, start calling rest productive. It is vital to your human existence. You can also use a different word if productive does not ring true for you. Um, I had this client the other day, her and I were, her, her and I were chatting after a week of her being off for work. By the way, when we started working together, this woman, and she, she is a self-proclaimed workaholic. She was working 24 seven, always feeling guilty for resting. And homegirl took an entire week off and enjoyed it. I'm so proud of her. Um, but when she came back that very first day of work, she had the most productive day in years. And guess what? She even said, I don't think that's a coincidence. (laughs) And she's right. We are not brand new Apple Mac computers who can run at 100% all day, every day with zero crashes. We are human brains that have a certain amount of energy that needs to be replenished. So please start, start reframing what rest is. Rest is not slowing down or rest is slowing down, but in the high achiever way, it's not slowing down because high achievers view slowing down as lazy. Rest is not laziness. And by the way, laziness isn't bad. Stop calling it bad. Dear Lord, please. But rest is productive. Rest is enjoyable. Rest is something that lets you slow down and learn to get to know yourself a little bit. Here's what I mean by that. So often when we are go, 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 go kind of people, we fill our ears, fill our days to the brim, to the point where we never have to slow down and sit with us. And by us, I mean our voices. Voices? hopefully not voices. I don't know. There's a few. Um, We have to sit and listen to the thoughts in our head. We're not very good at that. We love packing podcasts or um, music or to-do list items into so we don't have to hear those voices. Sometimes what people really, 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 really don't like about resting is it actually, quote unquote, forces you to slow down and hear those thoughts. Get to know yourself. And people sometimes are afraid of what they're going to find. Rest is getting to love yourself again. It's getting to know yourself again. And I know that sounds a little cheesy, but I mean it so truly. You get to enjoy the person you get to be bonded with for your whole life. So what if resting was actually your time to this is such a weird analogy, but what if it was your time to date that person? Go on a date with them. 
Talk to them, get to know them, listen to them, listen to them, listen to them, listen to them. No, your Apple podcast did not just break. I am saying listen to them very specifically because holy God, please listen to the thoughts in your head. They give you so much. And if you're never resting, if you're always go, 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 do, 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 you're not able to get to know you. We want to get to know you because also, by the way, that allows you to show up as your most authentic self, which leads you to be the most fulfilled version of yourself. Um, All pretty good stuff, in my opinion. So start calling rest productive, start calling rest dating yourself, start calling rest whatever it takes for you to feel like it is a vital part to your human existence. Last but not least, find rest that you love doing. For a lot of people, they hear rest and they're like, okay, like I guess binging Netflix or whatever. And for some people, they love doing that. For me, depending on the show, I love doing that. If I get to watch House of the Dragon for six hours straight, God damn, I will do it. I will do it. (laughs) But is there a type of rest that allows you to get in the present moment that you enjoy doing? I say that very specifically. Again, we're going back to that. Resting is not scrolling through TikTok or Instagram. Oh my God, rest is not scrolling through social media. Rest is slowing down. It is getting present. You cannot be present if you're on your phone, period. Okay. So for me, a few examples of rest that feels lovely, that feels just totally rejuvenating is going on a walk or a run outside. I'm totally flexing here. I have this gorgeous lake that I now live 10 feet away from. And I went on a like one and a third mile run around it yesterday. Guys, I need, I'm learning how to run again. It is, I'm like Bambi walking. <laughs> it's so wild, but I love it. I get to be a beginner. It's really fun. Um, but Going on a run, going on a walk, being out in nature, feeling the freaking wind on your face and being consciously aware of it, slowing down and allowing yourself to be grateful for the wind on your face. I tell you, it's like taking the best drug in the world. Not that I would know. Um, Another one is listening to a song that allows you to really feel um, present. There's a song that I listen to. Oh my God, so much. Um, called the Divi Prayer. It's like a 20 minute just like meditation song, but I I love that shit. Um, journaling is a really big one, especially if the previous one, calling rest productive, getting to know yourself, getting to know the thoughts in your head again. If that feels daunting, overwhelming, try journaling. Journal them out. Just do stream of conscious journaling. My best ideas in my business, in my life, in my relationship have come from stream of conscious journaling. It's actually amazing. Um, Another one I love doing is cooking. Cooking to me is very relaxing. I know that is not everyone, but for me, it is something that I finish doing and I feel more energized. This is a really good meter rest because rest gets to be personal, just like all things on the flipping planet. What can you, what do you feel more energized after doing? Um, meditations, another big one for me, I have never meditated and like fully allowed myself to meditate and been like, 
that was a waste of time or I don't feel very motivated. I feel like I'm, oh, I'm feeling like I'm the energizer bunny from those commercials. I am ready to roll, but that's because I took moments and rested. I allowed myself to be fully present. I allowed myself to just sit and exist for like 10 minutes. That is one of the coolest feelings ever is to just sit and exist. I could I could write a dissertation on that. It, it's just, it's like this really, really, really cool feeling. So I want you to ask yourself, what is something that you feel more energized after doing? And again, this gets to be personal. Feel free to, if you're if you're stuck or if you don't know, feel free to steal some of mine. Um, sometimes even just like listening to a podcast, sometimes I, I'd be careful with that one because sometimes that blocks our ability. It's kind of like scrolling through TikTok, depending on what you're listening to. Um, but, and you get to be the deciding factor of that. That's not my, that's not my job. Um, reading, um, did I do my paint by numbers kit? I don't know if I said that one, but paint by numbers, painting, um, drawing, it doesn't have to just be Netflix and chill. It can be so many other things. It can be that meditation, that journaling, et cetera. So just get creative, try shit out, have fun, and don't be perfect on the first try. Allow yourself the gift to not be perfect on the first try. Feels really good. In fact, a small note on that, allowing yourself to be a beginner, allow yourself to not be perfect on the first try. Think about it this way. If you'd been writing with your right hand your whole life, And suddenly you're like, you know what? I want to write with my left hand, baby. It's going to take a really long time for it to feel natural. It's going to take a really hard time for it to feel comfortable you writing with your left hand. You're allowed to feel uncomfortable resting. You're allowed to have those moments of, oh my God, I feel really guilty. Oh my God, I feel really stressed. And say to yourself, okay, Nicole, we've, we've done this before but let's go ahead and just reframe this. What if this was productive? What if this was easy? What if this got to be enjoyable? In fact, I would argue by you realizing you're feeling guilty or you're feeling anxious when you're resting, that is a step in the right direction because that is your RAS saying, hey, this, you wanted me to notice this. Look at this. What do you want to do with it? And you get to decide. That's a pretty cool thing. So if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. You get to do the hard shit. What's Glennon Doyle's podcast? You can do hard things. You can do hard things. This gets to be a hard thing. You can learn how to do. Be a beginner. Okay. Before we dive into segments, I want to say this right here because this is a very important episode. If you have a friend who needs to hear this or who also feels guilty when they're resting or you guys self-deprecating humor all the time to each other, how you can never rest and not scroll through TikTok. I swear to God, I know you're there. Please send this episode to them. Share the gift, share the knowledge, share this, or even share this on social media. Tag me. I want to repost you and share you and give you the biggest hug in the world virtually because this is really important stuff. And I am one voice. I can only do so much. I would love, 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 love if you all reshared this as well and shared it to friends and family in need. Okay. Segments. How was I a perfectionist this week? Let me tell you, friends. Um, for someone who is 
done so much work on slowing down, enjoying the quiet, really getting to know my own inner thoughts and not only know them, but absolutely love them to bitty, bitty bits. I had a really hard time in the quiet moments this week. I very purposefully, um, made my business so that I was able to take a very good amount of time off the past week for moving, for setting up, to feel grounded and to feel like we're in a place that is home. And I was so antsy. I was like, I should be working. Nicole, you should be working your business. Like you should be working. And I was like, brain, oh my God, we prepared for this. It's okay. And so it was just interesting how that old perfectionist Nicole tendency really kicked into high gear. And finally I was on a call with my mom and she was just like, you are allowed to enjoy the silence. You are allowed to enjoy the slow. In fact, this, the slow might teach you something. And I was like, Oh, Oh, I like that. What if it did teach me something? So if you're in a slower period and you're angsty, you're in, you're anxious, you're stressed, or you feel like you should be doing other things, what if this slowdown period was here to teach you something? We live in a world that is so go, 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 that we've forgotten how to slow, 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 which is kind of what this whole episode's about. Hmm, interesting. Goal to celebrate, though. So many freaking things. We moved to this beautiful apartment. Have I mentioned the lake? (laughs) I'm never going to get over it. And also the Empowered Entrepreneur is happening. I am overjoyed. I cannot wait for this thing to come to fruition and for you guys to be a part of it. This has been, again, one of the most creatively fulfilling things I've ever worked on. And I know that is going to pour into you all as you attend. And just, I'm so, 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 so excited. So again, tickets are on sale now. If you go to the link in the show notes and you are an entrepreneur, whether you're new, you're brand new, like haven't even started your business yet, or you've been in business for a few years and you're just not to the level where you want to be, this is for you. This is all about those cornerstone foundations, helping you master them. And by the way, we're giving you actionable, actionable, actionable takeaways. That is extremely important to us to not just be like, follow your dreams. We we're giving you exercises. We're giving you tactics. We're giving you things you can do right now to literally make your money from your investment into the program back within a week. That is deeply important to us. So again, The um, link to tickets is in the show notes, or you can go to my Instagram bio. It's all over the flipping place there. You guys, I love you. This was a fun time recording from this new apartment. We're going to get better sound, so it's not as echoey. I apologize, but I love you all so much. Share this episode with a friend, share it on social media, and I will see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Life Coach Baker podcast. Don't forget to go take the free quiz and find out what perfectionist type you are by visiting the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz. Also take a moment to rate the podcast and write a review. It is the best way to get the word out there. Plus you'll get the chance of having your review read on the show. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.